Thanks for joining us again. You're listening to Beyond the Field podcast, powered by Money Empire. My name is Kane Wallstrom. And I'm Issa Nasiwa. And today, we're going to discuss the six commonly used terms in the mortgage process. So let's start on the first one. Let's start on the, the term arrears. Issa, give us a real quick rundown. Quick, well, arrears, it's probably the scariest one out of the lot that we'll chat about today. This is when you are behind in payments. You've missed payments or are behind and are struggling to pay your mortgage. Yeah, and if we're looking at present times, obviously there's a lot of leeway around this because of the hardship around COVID. Um, but normally there's a bit of a process where the bank is giving you uh, the heads up around how you're in arrears. You have a bit of leeway, pay this back ASAP, um, and then you don't want to get into, I think it's the yellow sticker stage, where uh, that is when potentially the mortgagee sale process starts. Yep, they'll give you very clear around where you're at along the way. They will be chasing you up if you are in arrears, and they will give you some quick fire deadlines to stick to um, to make sure you can catch up on repayments. Key is just make your repayments. Second one, security. Isa. Security, yeah. Security is if you are purchasing a home, then the home becomes the security which the loan is held against. Yes, of course. So they're securing um, the house uh, with the loan. So it's literally giving them the equity, um, obviously, where you hear the other terms, um, and safeguarding the bank long term if something was to happen. Thirdly, um, probably the fees. You've got break fees, establishment fees, and application fees. Let's start on break fees. Yeah, break fees, uh, if you've got a current um, mortgage and you are wanting to break them to, say, uh, drop down to a lower interest rate um, as the talk of the market right now, or if you have break fees because you're refinancing to another bank, these break fees vary um, massively depending on loan term, how long you've locked or fixed in for, um, how long to go in the loan, all these sorts of things. So there's always going to be break fees if you're wanting to break your mortgages. They're an absolute uh, minefield in terms of how they're calculated. And like Issa alluded to, you've got swap rates involved, um, all this kind of stuff. So the best way to actually obtain your break fees is ask your bank, if I was to break today, what is it going to cost me in my fixed term? The last two are application establishment fees. Often these can be waived through your advisor or director bank. They can range from $150 to $250 normally, um, and that's for processing a loan. Uh, fourth term, loan to value ratio. Now, we've touched on this on previous podcasts, and we do have a little bit of news on this. Yeah, there's been a few whispers in the last 24 hours around uh, the flexibility and what these LVRs might change um, in the coming weeks, especially around investment properties, maybe going up to 80%. Mm. Um, a big game changer if these whispers come true. Um, so, a really good time to stay in touch with your advisor um, if this happens. There's some cool stuff coming, like we, like Issa just said. We have an inkling that uh, 80% loan-to-value ratios for investment properties, um, which is currently what the uh, owner-occupieds are on, and um, investment properties sit at 70% at the moment. So some usable equity for a lot of people that have had house for a while. Fifth one, guarantee. So in essence, if you currently own a home, and have a mortgage and it's under your own name, you really uh, are guaranteeing the loan personally. But um, sometimes if you potentially can't afford a loan or can't afford a part of the lending, you might get uh, another person to help guarantee this. We see this with a lot of first home buyers um, and family members helping them out. Um, or you actually might see it through uh, if you own a home in a trust or a limited company and you being a shareholder or trustee of this, you have to personally guarantee this, don't you? So it can get niggly, um, but that is quite a, a common term. Lastly, low equity fee or a low equity margin. Uh, quite common 
Asia. Yep, you have um, things you might hear called LEPs and LEMs, um, abbreviated version for them. These are small margins or premiums you pay for having a mortgage where you don't have the full 20%. So that's a high loan-to-value ratio. High low-to-value high low uh, ratio, high lending. So in particular, say you had a 10% deposit and you were getting 90% lending, some banks might tack on anywhere from a 025 to 0.75% margin on top of the interest rates that you are currently getting. And this is a margin that you'll pay uh, for a short amount of time. So essentially, it's the bank is giving you the money uh, at a higher um, interest rate for borrowing of convenience because it is a high loan-to-value ratio. It is riskier for the bank because they have less equity in the property. Therefore, they will charge you more. So to give you an idea, they are tiered. They go up to, I think, 80 to 85% you have a, 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 a certain loading and then 85 to 90% you have a, a higher loading. And some banks charge them on interest rates and some just charge a flat out fee from the start. So you've got to work out potentially what may be better off for you in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, people with a, ten, say, example, 10% deposit come in here and think that they're going to get the uh, low interest rates that they're seeing on TV and talked about. Just be really aware from the outset that this is not always the case. Absolutely. Thanks again to all the listeners um, for listening to Be On The Field, education. Those were the six commonly used terms in the mortgage process. There are a lot more but they're the common ones. My name's Kay Malstrom. I'm Ethan Asiwa. And if you have any questions, jump on our social platforms or our website.